From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Back again, back again, back again. And back with us finally from his hiatus in the uh, yacht yacht world. (laughs) Chris Connell Esquire, back from the Bahamas. How was it, man? How was it? It's a lot better if it's not your yacht. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. A lot better when it's not your yacht. And with me, as always, to my left, Cold Abaddon. Cold, how are you? Good. Chris, how would you say dingy? Dingy? Dingy. 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 No, 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 no. Dingy. Dingy, like you hit a dinger, not dingy. dingy. There's not no ding-gy. g. G-g-he. Yes, <laughs> thank you. It's not dingy butter. Yeah, he said dingy last well, week. I said, did you say dingy? Guys. I don't get Plus, it. Right. Well, you guys, look, hey, we have, we have okay. Look, real quick, we have a great episode today, an unbelievable episode. What we're going to talk about is I keep getting hit up with a lot of people that want to talk about what it's like when you first get into real estate. If you're going to get in real estate, if you're not interested in getting real estate, it's okay because a lot of these same business principles are the same. If you're going to start any type of business, hang yes. out for that. But first of all, we have something we got to do which is pretty amazing. All right. It's, it's pretty amazing. And the thing about doing this show, and I got to tell you is I have, you know, you, I have a lot of famous friends, like really famous, not like Insta famous or anything else, but people that are genuinely famous for some skill set they have. Right. And a lot of those people are famous in the music industry. Right. So what blows me away about this show is number one, I'm still blown away. We have over 10,000 subscribers blows me away. Uh, people that lock on and listen to this show, uh, which thank you so much if you're one of those subscribers, but it really freaks me out when somebody that I know that's actually famous does that. Right. <laughs> right. So anyway, a friend of mine, uh, was at that listens to our show that is faint, that is legit famous was at an award show, apparently, uh, not too, in the not too distant past and met somebody backstage at the award show. That's uber famous. And he, the guy was there with his family. And my friend had his family there and they started chatting uh, with this person and he found out that the guy's daughter did something really interesting. And he said, oh my God, that's really interesting. You should go on my buddy's podcast and talk about that and kind of told him why. And so he connected us. She gave him his, her, his number. He connected us and I called her and said, you know, told her why and what we were doing. And she said she would come on. So I'm going to give her a real quick shout real quick. And I'm going to do it the same way you did it last week when you just held the phone up. So I hope this works. We're going super low tech with this as today. As long as it's not Tom Hanks. I'm yeah, it's not, it's not Tom Hanks. I am walking out. <laughs> if you get I can Tom assure Hanks you it is, it is not, it is not, not Tom Hanks. Back. That would be pretty amazing. It, it is not Tom Hanks, Hanks, I can assure you. Okay, you guys can hear this. Hello. Hey, is this uh, Jessica? Uh, yes, it is. Who's this? Hey, Jessica, Simpson? it's John Gafford, not Jessica Simpson. No, no, no. It's, jo- it's John Gafford. How are you? I'm good. Wait a minute. Are you John Hopkins' friend? Yes, I am John Hopkins' friend. So, real quick, this is Bruce Springsteen's daughter. Oh, if you can imagine that, gosh. it's Bruce Springsteen's daughter. And Jessica, tell me real quick, how did you meet John? How did you tell me how you met him? Well, I was at the AMAs with my father and John was backstage and we were chatting and he found out that I was an equestrian jumper and that I won a silver medal in the 2021 games. Oh, 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 o
Uh, Colt, as I told you earlier on the phone, has routinely told our, our our listeners over and over that it would be very simple for him be to become an equestrian uh, jumper because the horse does 95% of the work. No, at so, an Olympic level. At an Olympic level, he could do this. So what would you say to someone that, let's just call them ignorant <laughs> Who's at just best? I- yeah, ignorant. Ignorant at best. What would you say to someone that said that? I'm athletic, Jessica. <laughs> I'm athletic. Oh, man. <laughs> What would you say, Jessica? I find it strikingly ironic that a person named Colt has absolutely no clue about riding a horse. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that was that escaped him, but um, just to be clear, what we do is we take a 1,500-pound animal that's scared of its own shadow, and we force him to jump over gates that are six feet tall. Uh-huh. So if Colt, if Colt wants to jump on, the stirrups are adjustable, and I welcome him to our stable in Wellington to come give it a try. Is that an invite? So, so, I, so this is an actual invite from an Olympian to humiliate yourself on Olympic course. Wait, I said I need a year to learn how to ride the okay, horse. Okay, I'm sorry. He says he can do it in a year. year. So he doesn't know how to ride at all. No, no, that's what. No, my name throws it off. I'm, a, I'm a city folk. I, I'm, name throws it off, Jessica. But let me ask you this. Now I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Oh, so now he's going to spin it. Now I'm not spinning it. How do these horses jump? Are they just not seeing it and knowing not to jump into it? You actually do stuff? I'm super ignorant when it comes to this stuff. Okay, when you run a course, when you do a course in a competition, you have 60 gates. Mm -hmm. And part of your responsibility is to count strides in between the gates. So you get the horse to the proper location. So the horse is not afraid to jump over the gate because if your horse stops, you're going to keep going and possibly kill yourself. But if you want to try, Colt, knock yourself out, bud. Come on down. So, so, so Jessica, I got to ask you. I mean, this is the first time you've heard something this stupid, right? Just out of your mind. Just out of your mind. No, 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 I'll tell you, pony moms are the worst, okay? (laughs) Pony moms are the ones whose kids ride ponies, and then when I hop off of my horse... That, by the way, just won a silver medal in the Olympics. Congrats. They're me instructions on how I need to ride, and I say the same thing to them. Honey, the stirrups are adjustable. Hop up and show me what you got. Yeah, but, but I'm going to say... They do not participate. But see, I, but see, I think, honestly, it's verbiage like that that throws off, because she just said the horse won. I mean, Jessica, no, again, I'm so happy you called in. I'm so grateful. Jessica, let me ask you this. How long did you feel comfortable before you thought you could go do this sport uh, competitively? Well, okay, I'm, I'm 29 years old. I started riding when I was four. Jesus. I when I was six. Um, I train regularly at the gym. I've been professionally competing since 2010. And frankly, I'm so strong, I could squish your head like a grape with my thoughts. So if you want to continue your nonsense, we can test that theory as well. well you know, I, th- I think this is a good time for you to apologize to the entire equestrian community and admit I, your humility and I, just... I, and let I, us know who's actually the boss. Yeah, I think you should do I, that. Well, look, I am just going to say <laughs> that... Maybe do you know what the horse might be more intimidating if I got an XL horse? I guess I've really never you been thought to slap it. for cash was unbelievably huge. Yeah, exactly. He's less than a third of one of those beautiful one of those horses. Well, congratulations on silver medalist. <laughs> but I'm telling, how, how old could you be? Like one of your teammates was He's still older, to right? This out. Oh 
know. You you can compete well into your fifties. Yeah, somebody's so fifty. It is a sport that you can compete in, but if you're fifty and you go flying off of a horse, the chances of you suffering death and permanent injury dramatically increase. And I just like to point out that every year in this sport, ten to twelve rich people die, and we all know that that's the equivalent of like fifteen poor people. So we're looking at like hundreds of people. <laughs> Superman. Is that a real stat? I, I, that they really that, that main people that's die. How Superman guy. That's, yeah, that's it. That's how Chris Reeves broke his neck. Oh, yeah, fell off the horse. Superman broke his neck, Colt, but you'll be fine. So I, I am thir- I'm 38. So if I could have 12 years of training, you think I could make an Olympic sport? Make it one time? You know what? I'm just going to say on the name alone, you probably have an edge because horse people like that kind of connectivity. So you can probably find a great trainer, but a horse is super expensive. So I don't know what kind of cash flow you have, but this is not a sport for someone without money. I'll I'll trade in my Dodge Colt for a real Colt. Does that work? Well, all I'm going to say is I, I understand why she's giving you some level of support, even though she should be demolishing you because she's actually your biggest fan. Because this is actually my sister, Mandy. Oh, God. I was going to say, Mandy. All right. I was going to say, I am like, okay, so the stats aren't real. So I'm still going at that, it. That 12, pe- that, that 12 rich people yeah. equal yeah. 15 yeah. people. Yeah. I don't think Four that was ever a stat. What, yeah, no. When someone said that, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Oh. Uh, I hate you. Oh, good times. I hate good you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to prank you on your show. <laughs> so for those, for those of you listening, no, this, is, this is my sister Mandy. She's one of the top radio personalities for iHeart in the country. She is out of Denver. Listen <laughs> to her on her it. station and or her podcast, Mandy. Either. And I, you know what? And if you need, if you need the pages of research that I put out, <laughs> I can send them to you. Do, do you know what the one thing is, Mandy? That you might have pointed out that might be real is I might be too poor to even try this. <laughs> Like that's the thing, right? That's, I I might out of all the this, of this, yeah, that's I might be this? too poor to that's do it. this. Yeah, I'm still away. going to say I could do it, and I mean she had she's convincing. Now <laughs> oh, I'm like she, God, she dude, the did research. She on did this. research. This, this, this made it worse because now he's figured out. Well, she she figured out all this in like two days instead yeah, of convincing. So now I can off. do it. I did a whole weekend on YouTube research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a whole weekend. I learned. I'm a professional. Don't yeah. try this at home, Colt. I'm, right. I'm hashtag Team Colt on the show. That's it. All the time. I tell my brother, I'm like, I don't care about you. It's what Colt says that I listen That's to. right. Colt's a star. <laughs> yeah. That's it. All right, Mandy. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you later. I am going to prank her on her own show. I'm coming to Denver. God, I was going to say, oh, my God. John, his what? face. He starts picking her up on. He's like, <laughs> oh, God. He Googles her. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a complete. God. For those that do. Oh. Your sister's hilarious. If you don't watch this on YouTube or you've never gone to take a look at it, you might want to go take a peek at that clip because Colt just had an absolute (laughs) meltdown in real time. Literally, you were licking. Well, do you know what I was sitting there? I'm like, gosh, she's kind of aggressive. And then I'm like, she probably is. Spoiled little brat. She probably is. And I don't know Jessica Springsteen. Jessica Springsteen, if you're hearing this. For anyway, if Jessica Springsteen. I assume you're very lovely. lovely. That's what I was like. Got on the Today Show when I saw her and the old guy writing i was like yeah she seems oh. nice <laughs> all right well and if jessica happens to hear this lovely yeah dude, when I, yeah i literally was i literally was sitting in bed this oh, morning God. or no actually the other day and that just hit me that we should have someone calling and i said but i had to have your a sister's bo- perfect but I, and, and she wasn't but i had to have a believable story as to how we got to the equestrian i hate you guys and, think, <laughs> and you know what i'm still going to sit there and claim that i am I, i'm telling you 
All right. Well, if she the, brought up another good point. <laughs> Everybody asks why his name Colt. I asked my parents that. Why my name Colt? We're yeah. not farm people. We're not ranchers. We're nothing, right? I mean, from they Salt just, Lake City, yeah. they got a lot of guns there. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, no, they don't. She's like I saw it. I think on a TV show. So I think it's Colt maybe Destiny. Huh. Maybe it, it could it could be Destiny, but. Oh, no God. offense. Yeah, I'm funny. glad you enjoyed that. I'm oh, glad you enjoyed I that, like counselor. Crying. Uh, but, but yeah, <laughs> did you know that was? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he knew. Because I, well, I thought <laughs> no. about it this afternoon. I called Connell, and I'm like, I mean, do I do I do I bring him into the inside, or I want to have a pure response? But I figured he might actually try pure to bail you yeah. out because he's a nice human. Yes. And uh, and that's why I wanted to to bring him into it. So Chris is a nice human. I'll give him uh, that. But he's kind of an asshole at the same time. You could have let me know. Walk. God, your sister scolded me. She was Did I ever tell you that she's like, oh, she I like you. You you say shit I would never say. I'm like, is that a compliment? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, it was great about 9-11. Well, I, t- I tell you what. Oh, on, 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 her, on, on her birthday, I always call into her show. I do it every year. And you're welcome to call in with me because I always call into, hey, Mandy. It's your, br- you know, it's your, it's your brother Skater from Lake City, Florida, where we're from. We're just so proud of you. I mean, when you was Miss CHS, we thought that was the pinnacle. But what? this man, all her teeth. What's the uh, the group you're in to go after the farming and everything? What's those called? Oh, the, the Future Avengers? Farmers of America. Yeah, but the cl- don't they 4-H? have it? Four H Club. Four H. Four H Club. Yeah, yeah, we thought that for me it was Future Farmers of America. Four H Club. Was oh, it? Oh, dude, I, dude, I'm going to call I, in on your I won, now. I, in, in, in ninth grade, I won the state championship for extemporaneous public speaking in Future Farmers of America. Did you really? Yes, I did. Well, see, I was bad from up. farmers only. Yeah. Like that farmer's market one. That's where you're trying to win, Council, <laughs> farmers only. No, I'm just kidding. So anyway, let's get back to the topic of today, uh, which is we, we want to talk about, which is a lot of people hit me up all the time. Because we are in the real estate business and say, what's it like to get in real estate? What do I need to do? And, 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 you know, how does that work? Well, 10 years ago, I used to go down to the board here and uh, I did something called the Rookie Agent Symposium. I actually wasn't the board. I did it for an organization called NAREP where they had a bunch of new agents come in and wanted me to come talk to them. And, and I said, you know, look, I'll come do it. And the NFL does something called the Rookie Agent Symposium. And, mm-hmm. and the reason they do this is because there was a study wasn't that hard of a study that 80% of NFL players were broke within two years of leaving the league. Right. Yeah. right. So they started doing a rookie agent symposium where they bring them in and have money managers talk to them and, you know, try to make them be responsible and not buy dumb shit and be broke in two years. Right. Right. That's the whole goal of what they're trying to do. So I heard I, they also bring in some hot girl that's HIV positive. Oh God. Really? Yeah. I heard that from one of, one of the NFL players. I know that, I could be oh, wrong, God. but I'm, they could have been messing Maybe with Maybe in the 90s, Cole. Yeah, no, yeah. it, it would have been. But no, they sat there and said, you know, here Did they you say go, don't you trust don't a big know. button to smile? No, Did they say yeah. that? <laughs> no, I think they just said, hey, look, like there's no face to it, right? Like you think it's maybe somebody... You know, yeah, that's how yeah. they did it. So I don't know. Interesting. That, well, there you go. that Lawrence Taylor moment. Don't smoke crack. crack. <laughs> yeah. God, he was a beast. Because <laughs> he, he because he, he smoked, smoked crack. crack. <laughs> that's why. Uh, but I did this for them, and I pulled. It's funny. I pulled the actual slides up, and I wanted to look back at what it was. And this information that is literally ten years old is exactly the same thing I would tell somebody to do, pretty much verbatim today. Why do people think that just because time goes on that people as a species change? Like. I, the humans are going to be that different right. than where John and I, not, I'm doing this on purpose. But when, when you went to Africa, mm-hmm. right? You look and you go, people do what people do. Yeah. Everybody thinks these, these alien creatures, they must be so different here and there. But people, right. like, it's a people business. 
Yeah. yeah. People are going to be what change. people are almost, you know, from, from now to the end of time. No, hundred yeah. percent. But even with all the advancements that we've had in technology and the, in the different things, the basics of how to run a good business are, are all still the same, man. It really is. You know, when I did this and I'm going to run through the slides. So it said the average real estate agent back in 10 years ago, <clears throat> Earned $36,552. Now that number is probably hovering somewhere in the $45,000 range is what the average real estate agent earns. So if you look at that, the reality of that is half of real estate agents Zero. make less. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Because if the, if the average, well, or the median anyway, is 45000 that means at least half of them make less than that. Well, here's the funny thing about real estate, though. Weren't you saying that the super achievers account for 80% of the oh, money. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, like if you That's look, any it, business. It, it, yeah. yeah, if you look at the 80-20 rule is, is definitely in, in full effect. 20% yeah. of the people do 80% of the business. If you look at our local board here, the one that, you know, the, the local real estate board, over half of the people that are in it don't do a transaction, which makes no sense to me at all. Right, I don't know why so, they're they're, so they're all the zeros, <clears throat> Yeah. right? And people make a 200,000 a year account for five agents. Well, I think there's a certain percentage out there of people that, like you showed me a meme earlier that said, what did I say? It said, like, when I got my 1.76 yeah. GPA, my I knew I was- year of yeah. college, <laughs> I knew I was destined to become a real estate Yeah, agent. I was destined for real estate. So there's some of that. It's, it's a landing spot with people. And a lot of people, you know, that don't, that just are good at sales, but, you know, come and work in this industry and do great. There's also a lot of people that want to say, I'm a real estate agent to give them something to do. There's a, there's a yeah, lot of that. Lot of that. There, there's not a lot of people that say, like, Oh, I'm a, what do you do? I'm a veterinarian. Where's your office? Well, I don't really have one. Well, are, are you really a veterinarian? Right, no, right. but you can just say I'm a realtor and when's the last time you sold a house? Well, never, but I'm, I have the card. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. It, it just makes sense. Um, but yeah, you know, when people go and they say, I want to get into real estate, they also don't understand this. 90% of people that go to real estate school fail within the first year. They are done and out of the business in the first year. So if you are thinking of going to real estate school, when you look around that room and there's a hundred people there, 90 of them are dead DOA. They're never going to make it. You can tell that when they start asking questions too, by the way. Yeah. You can uh, tell but you know what? God, even people that are in this industry, you go to continuing education. Some of these guys should not have a license, you know, like there's some of the questions they ask. You're like, uh, not even because they're, it's not because you're dumb. It's because you're obviously not paying attention or taking this yep. seriously. Well, I think That's we can, exactly I, I think we is. can all agree that it needs to be a little harder to get into our profession. I think, I think it should be much more percent. I think it should be harder, but it isn't there. But I think I wrote this list 10 years ago. Again, this is 10 years old as to why real estate agents fail. The first one is they think their broker family or friends owe them real estate deals. I think that's a huge mistake. If you get in this business and you think just because you got a shiny piece of paper class on Wednesday, got a license, that your family and friends are going to start trusting you with the most important financial decision mm -hmm. of their life, you're wrong. They're not going to. It, it shocks me that some family do. You know, like this is, yeah. you know, a lot of people like we'll play in stocks and stuff, but for the majority of the world, the house is their biggest investment. And they just allow that to go, oh, you got a license, here you go. And that shocks me. But, yeah, the, your family, don't count on family, don't count on, you know, your your good friends will probably break but, but you I think, it, I think it's like if I became, if I became like a barber. <clears throat> yeah, oh, then uh, you'd expect uh, it. No, 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 no. No. I'd still want to practice on like a yeah. good hundred people before oh, I told my boy oh, to yeah. come down. Totally, totally, to get totally, totally. Absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think yeah. about it. If I'm going to do that with cutting your hair that grows back. Oh, God. Yeah. Do You're I really? Totally right. I thought you meant that. 
when do you, when would you start expecting your friends to no. maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. engage your business? No, 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 no. I want a hundred practice fades before I before I come down and totally. line somebody up. <laughs> I know. I, I, I represent a lot of people that have family members as agents or whatever, and you know they're they're easier to tell people, hey, because it's commercial, I'm going to go with him. Yeah. But you know they feel obligated uh, on that thing, but you cannot assume. I mean, no. that's the biggest thing. Is people are like, oh, and people will run brokerages that way, knowing that one person out of your family will, and they're going to take a lot yeah, of money from th you. That's that cut they get. The next one, they think they'll get lucky, which I think is a lot of it. People are like, oh my God, the real estate market is so hot right now. I'm going to get a license and then I'm just going to make money. They, they don't get into it with any plan. They get into it based on the market <clears throat> getting hot. That's like saying, oh, because crypto's hot right now, I can go buy any coin and make money. Yeah. It's just not true. Take a bath on some today. Yeah, a lot of people took a bath today. Um, but by the time this comes out, everybody be rich again. Yeah, rich again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four yeah. hours from now, yay. Um, they lack, and this is, I think, the biggest and most important one, which is they lack a basic business philosophy or understanding. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that get into real estate have been employees, which there's nothing wrong with that. God bless, mm -hmm. man, that's awesome. Step away from your boss, do your own thing. But if you've never run a business and you have no experience with managing a business, you're not going to run one that's going to be successful. You're just not going to. Um, you're going to come in. To come, you're going to come into running a business with an employee mentality, and it's going to fail. Right? Because you're your own CFO, marketing director at first. It's you incorporated, everything. buddy. It is you, you run incorporated, everything. and they'll teach you how to run a business quick if you can make it successful. That's why you should join a team. Yep. Yeah, you know that's <laughs> that. That to me is 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 a great piece of advice. If you know, again, if you're not in real estate. It doesn't apply to you, but if you're going to be in real estate, man, I cannot emphasize enough if you're getting into the business, joining a team, because it gives you the ability to transition. You right. know what I mean? Because when you're working on a team, you're working for somebody else that's paying all the bills, they're buying the leads, they're paying for your swag, they're paying for the stuff. They're kind of overseeing you, they're overseeing your training, they're making, they're holding you accountable to what you do. So in some ways, they're treating you like an employee, right? They're continuing to treat you in with that mindset. But it's giving you a bridge to get to the place where right, you can be a business exactly. owner. And by watching how they run their business, you will learn how to run yours. That does apply to also non-real estate yeah. transactions. I was just As an that. attorney, I, I, have a, I have a consortium of other attorneys that are solos that work on their own, yeah. right? That we can lean on each other. Hey, do you got this? Do you got that? Hey, when you can lean on somebody else, you know, then you're going to just obviously have, have a lot more Yeah, learn success. off each other. Nobody, there's no such thing as a, is what they say, no man is an island. Right? Yeah. Right. No. And it does. Like, if you want to start a restaurant and you don't know, you've never worked in a restaurant, you better go. Uh, oh, that's a good way to work. Your ass. Go, yeah, go Get work in a restaurant <laughs> for a little bit and, you know, talk to some other owners and see how it is. I got a yeah. friend right now who just opened a restaurant in town uh -huh. and is making a big switch, big transition from one thing to another. And he's learning over time how it works. And he, you know, he's sort of uh, he has money was talking to, to learn. He was talking, well, he's, he's a really interesting guy. He's, yeah. Author, he's done a bunch of you know different stuff, right? And, you know, unique interests. But I was asking him about the transition because he was so hell bent on this thing, and I think now he's just sort of like, yeah, it didn't work. Let's try something else. Yeah, <laughs> we, I, no, but I think oh, he's he's transitioning out of the out no, of the, no, no, out no, of the no. He, he, concept. Oh, got oh, it. Yeah, because you got to adjust your concept. You go, hey, what was the concept? The concept is uh, I don't know if I should put him on blast or give him some free publicity. No, 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 no. I just, well, yeah, yeah, it's it's like kind of you know you, vegan, don't, have name, you don't have to name this. Well, I think it's kind of <laughs> vegan kosher Mediterranean. So, you know, great content. You see in New York City, San Francisco, those yeah. are huge restaurants. So right. when you're trying to be the first in a market, 
sometimes yeah, that tough. can be a bit tough, right? You got to establish that takes a lot of time, right? Yep. Yeah. As a restaurant, you don't have a ton of time. No, you got to get moving. So yeah, you got to try to find a way to see like what else works that I'm interested in that I can transition. To. I had this call before I got here. Mm-hmm. So, but what can I move into? And he's he's got a, a really solid concept that I think. Has legs. It has real legs. You know, real, real cool concept. I was actually pretty excited. Well, I think you know. I think I, I love that about business. Is I always say that you know the, one of the biggest mistakes you make in business is you try to start something before knowing people want it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to do a little market research. Like, I mean, if you were to walk in and ask me, for example, hey, I'm going to open this vegetarian, and I'm pretty sure with Colt, you lost me a vegetarian. Yeah. Man, is that not the? <laughs> Why did they even start doing I, that? It's I know. horrible. Colts like something must I'm die not, for every meal yeah, that I eat. I'm not going to go off because there's a lot of vegetarians. Yeah, and there's, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. I but don't want to get yelled but at. But for me people. personally. Oh, I, I, I gag. I, do not I tell me, oh, it tastes like pizza crust when it's cauliflower or whatever. Oh. I'm gagging. Sometimes they do it pretty well. No, now. they oh, don't. Wait, 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 wait. Back up, 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 back don't tell me it tastes like pizza crust when it's cauliflower. So how is regular pizza crust not vegan and cauliflower? Like no, there's because flour they, in pizza. No, I get that. It's but, healthier to have cauliflower. But because they Just, make it, they I'm make talk, their vegan okay. pizzas with cauliflower. And I'm like, no, I, I would try the But the what makes them vegan the, is they don't have any meat on them. He meant gluten. No, no. But I'm saying like the vegan shops, they'll make everything healthier. Yeah, which is that's what I'm jerks. saying. Like they're Stupid like uh, jerks. The, the pepperoni's not real or chicken's not, and it's on its cauliflower. You won't taste it. Yes, you yes, want to talk about a, a group, fifty uh, percent of a group that's unhealthy. Talk about vegans. vegans. Yeah, no, absolutely. You talk about people that have not real struggles with sugar problems in their bloodstream. Yep. Weight problems. Yep. You talk about people that eat pretty unbalanced diets, yep. and that's the problem with that. Yeah, it's, it's come a long way. I think you go to, you oh, go to Whole time. Foods, yeah, things mm-hmm. like that. A lot of options. But today. if you're going to go that, you got to do vitamins. Sorry, we got off tangent. on that thing. Off to, yeah. we're on t- now, we're on, now we're on a tangent. <laughs> so let's talk about the first thing that you actually need to know if you're going to get into business. It's how to run a budget, and it's it, it's very important deal. You need to understand this. If you don't understand it, you need to. Um, but having a budget and being able to follow it is incredibly important. And there's two things in real estate you have to budget. There's two things. A lot of people th- think the word budget. They think what, Cole? What do they think? Budget, marketing. They think money. Yeah. They Personal think money. budget. Oh, they think money, yeah, right? Yeah. They think money when they hear budget. But you also have to budget time. Because time is something, it is the only thing, you, you can always get more money. If you lose all your money, who cares? If you lose your time, you cannot get it back. It yep. is the only commodity you can't. And so much of what agents do, real estate agents do, you have to understand leveraging your time can be, in some cases, as important as leveraging your money. So when... People get so caught up in what's called return on investment. If you don't know what that means, it's basically where you take what you get, what you profited, you, you subtract out your cost and you divide it by your original investment. And that gives you your percentage return on investment for you math guys out there that want to figure that out. And But even more important to me than the return on investment is the return on time. Mm-hmm. I want to know how much time did this take me to produce this? Because if it to produce this one piece of income, if it takes 40 hours to get there, and I could produce more income with some, you know, I can produce one unit of income with 40 hours, or I can produce 40 units of income with one hour. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the fun. <laughs> like, you've got to be very cognizant of how much your time is. Now, in, yeah, in economics, that's called your production possibilities frontier, right? That's exactly right. right. That's and exactly so, right. this is why. Did you, by the way, did you listen last week? Did you happen to listen? Uh, just no, he was on a yacht. Don't lie. You're on a yacht. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so no one's to, to listening make us, to us on a yacht. Because we missed yacht. you. Because we missed you. 
we gave John Nelson like four really hard words, like very impossible Did he words. Nail and we just said, just I'm going to point at you, and you have to just in- include them in John the conversation. Gave him the oh, definition. Really? He yeah, again, the definition. So, <laughs> but then, then John Nelson's like, does Chris look up this stuff before? We're like, no, no guys, Chris he doesn't. Is that smart. And like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> but but that's the whole thing. That's how countries, yeah. Yeah. countries, let alone real estate agents, oh, yeah. to budget their time yeah. based on what can we produce the highest return on our time and money and efforts, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So if Ireland grows potatoes at 50x per, and you're 40x per, but you make bikes at 2x per one, right. Right. then yeah. you sell them bikes, they'll give you potatoes, and that better off. But here's here's the Here's the harsh reality, though. When you first start out in the business, you might not necessarily have money to invest. Right. And again, if you're going to go on your own route, not join a team, whatever, uh, that's not giving you leads, not providing that, you're going to have to budget your time because it's all you have to spend. Yep. So you need to look for ways to double up on time. And for new agents, like the best thing I can, I can give them is if you're like, what are you going to do today? We're like, well, I'm going to uh, work my sphere of influence through Facebook. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to systematically... Uh, contact everybody I know on Facebook. If you're in sales and you're not doing this, my guy, John Story, I'll give him a shout out. He's the master at this. If you are not interacting with people's stuff on Facebook, they don't see your stuff. So if when you're doing that friendly reminder and you're out saying, oh, look at me, I'm in business. And if you want to be in business, maybe you should do business with me. If you haven't gone on to your friend's you know, systematically onto their kid's sixth birthday party and said, oh my God, Cassie looks so cute today. It's awesome. And actually leave a real comment. Like when you do that, Facebook goes, oh, these people are really connected. Yeah. Throw them in the algorithm. So they'll start seeing your stuff coming to the algorithm. So anyway, that's a whole nother deal. But if you're going to tell me that you're going to systematically work your sphere through Facebook by connecting and leaving posts, and you're going to do that, I'm going to tell you, why are you doing it at the office? Because nobody's going to walk in here and want to buy a house. Why aren't you doing an open house right now? Doing it there. So you can stand there, do an open house where maybe somebody comes in off the street and you're doubling up your time Mm -hmm. because your time is what you're spending. So you got to be very cognizant of how you're spending your time when you first come out. It's super important to budget. So how how should new agents, I mean, I know the answer, but I want to hear from you. How should new agents figure out the best ways to double up their time? Well, number one, if you're a brand new agent, open houses have just got to be part of your strategy. They just have to. I mean, the the more hands you shake, the more money you're going to make. There's no question to that. So being out getting in front of people is, is, is clutch. I would say that is absolutely imperative to the, so the open house strategy to any new agent is imperative because you can daisy chain, you can daisy chain that off with some other things. Like for example, like there's door knocking and I have never knocked on a door. I know some agents that have done extremely well knocking on doors. I you know, I'm going to, I'm going to digress. I have knocked on a door, but for, with, with cause the cold knock of, Hey, how are you? I'm just in the neighborhood looking to see if you might be willing to sell your house if you thought about selling it. I've never knocked on that door. The doors that I've knocked on are, hey, I'm having an open house tomorrow from four to five. Do you know anybody that might want to move into the neighborhood? Do you have any friends that might be wanting to buy? Can you let them know? Oh, cool. What are you guys doing? That's a reason to be at that door. Yeah, that's a good, I I agree with that. That's a reason. Um, So again, leveraging in that open house strategy is is really a key to any new agent because it's something you can do to put yourself into the community where you're going to get to shake some hands, you're going to get to see some people, and it's not going to matter. So that's clutch. Let's right. say I'm a new agent and I'm over at Bob Johnson Brokerage, mm-hmm. and I reach out to John Gafford over at Simply or Gavin. I say, "Hey, I'm over at this brokerage, and I'm happy here. Whatever. I'm a new agent. My uncle works here. But would you give me some advice? How would that work? Reaching oh, I, out to people like yourself. Well, okay, <laughs> okay. At the risk of getting overwhelmed, um. No, I, no, 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 no,
for me, it's a little, it's a little torn. Like we're going to talk cut a lot. This too. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't cut. We're, we're Rogan style. If you pee in your chair, we're going to keep it. It just sounds going to work. But you know, actually let's do this, man. Let's take a break. And then I'm going to come back and yeah. answer that question. Let's do that. Be right back in a second. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Back from the break, talking today about getting in the real estate industry or really starting any business. And the question that was posed to me by uh, Chris Connell Esquire right before we went to the break was, what do I do when people call me and want advice if they work at you know Shaky Jake's real estate company and they say they're happy there and they just want to pick my brain? And the answer to this is, is very simple. Number one, um, if you really want the full insight of my brain, if you are local in Vegas, if if you you got to buy a ticket if you want to take the ride. That's how it is. And and everybody, you know, we have 570 agents that work here at this company, and everybody knows I don't have any secret sauce. I will give you every single thing in my playbook and, and help you build your business as best we can. That being said, um, I do when when people sometimes come across my desk and they're brand new in the industry. Um, and they're asking, I'll spend a couple of minutes on the phone with them, just trying to guide them in the right direction. Um, not necessarily here because we don't hire a lot of brand new agents unless they go on teams, but just giving them a general idea of what to look out for in the industry, like what to, what to read the, you know, what to look into in the contracts and what to be, what to be aware of. Cause I think there's a lot of predatory still practices, practices as far as taking advantage of new agents. And, And I just try to keep them clear of that. But, but, you know, for people that are outside of that, I've been asked, you know, Time and time again, you know, am I, am I going to release, we, we have some, you know, we do have a video training platform that we have. I keep it internally for the agents. Um, I may release some of the, uh, some of the early stuff, the business planning stuff, just to put it out and see what happens. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I think yeah, that's not, the we'll biggest see. thing. And I, you as a lawyer really double down on this, but read your contract. Holy crap. Just read every word of your contract. I don't care if it takes you a whole week. Don't sign anything without reading it. Well, it's ridiculous. Well, let's jump back into back into how to start out. But here's the part of this. When people start out in this business, they don't realize they have to do. This is the worst part of this job. You ready? Here it comes. The worst part of this job is the only way to do it effectively, the only way to be effective in real estate with your time, your money, and your results is you have got to track every single thing you do. Because if you don't know what dollars turn into other dollars, if you don't know what actions turn into other dollars, if you don't know how much time those actions take, you're not running a business, you're just drifting. You're just floating. I mean, one of the best things I think Mark Burnett ever said to me when back in the day on The Apprentice was one day we were, he was scrambling to get something done and somebody goes, oh, you're treading water today, Mark. And he goes, I never tried water. I swim. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, like oh man, I'm, write that one. That's <laughs> brilliant. Like that, that's like actually, that write one. that down. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and so you got to swim. And part of swimming is taking an inventory. If you were to own a shoe store, counselor, if we were to go open Chris Connell's footwear, fancy foot, fancy footwear. Hire Patrick Mahomes for that, for yeah. that yeah. sneakerhead price. That's it. Or? Yeah, exactly. So we, we hire that. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to order a bunch of stuff, which is inventory. Right. On the first day of the month, you're going to count it all. On the last day of the month, you're going to count it all again. You're going to take how much inventory you have left. You're going to subtract that from what you started with, and that's going to get you your cost of sales. 
That's the number that it costs you to be in business. You need to do the same thing with your actions and dollars you spend in real estate. If you're prospect, if you're sitting in an open house, you need to say on Wednesday, I saw I, at this, at this house, I saw four people come through. I got two good leads on Saturdays. I had 12 people come through. So if I can average that out over the course of six weeks, I know what day of the week is best for me to do open houses. I know what time is best for me to do open houses. I can figure this out because data doesn't lie. I mean, you hear all of these people are concerned. Like, why do you think Facebook wants your data? Everybody's like all the data, data is everything. And if you are not tracking it for yourself and for your business, you are failing miserably. You're not even, you're not even getting started. So you got to track everything you do. And I think a lot of times, I think people get held up on what's the cheapest way on a, you know, return on investment, which is fine. But also there's times where people are like, well, I can get you something for 75 cents. And it's like, well, I'll pay $75 a lead if it's a legit thing sure, like sure. because of the money. So I think people get caught up in that too, where it's just, they keep going cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, which yeah. isn't always the best. Just, it, sometimes it's actually detriment because yeah. there'll be like legal leads. Oh yeah. You, we got you 58 leads for car accident cases. And you go, yeah, 57 of them, you know, didn't fall within the parameters of what you said they would. Yeah. Right. So right. it's like, I got one lead out of 50. It's, it's not. It wasn't 58 no. leads at $100 a lead. It was a $5,800 lead. Dude, it's right. so funny you say that because literally this morning, I, I was going to try not to talk about this, but it's seething below the surface. <laughs> Chili's? No. Okay, let me tell you something, <laughs> Chili's. It, it is a, the, the legal, my legal team, not you, counselor, but, but my other legal team has actually sent a letter now to Chili's has sent a demand letter really? for the egregious treatment that I was I received. In so does that demand mean letter. I can't call them and put them on speakerphone? No, on no, no, shows? no. Once they batter my demands, we're okay. going we're, we're to call them. Because see, I don't, see, here's the thing. I don't want to call and harass them. I don't, you know, sh- shouldn't co- maybe I shouldn't comment on legal matters anymore. Maybe I just now have to say, Charlie, yeah, I can't, 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 can't comment on legal matters. But, but here's the thing, man. I went to, and, and we've gone now several times to the Raiders games. We've gone several times. And... You know, I, I, got, I got good seats. They were not cheap. They're in the lower bowl. They were not cheap. They're not the club seats because I got four of them because I'm like, I'm going to take the kids. I'm a right. good parent. We'll buy four. A lot of my friends bought club seats, bought two seats, and it's just them and the spouse, whatever. But I was like, I'm going to buy four because it's the kids, and I just couldn't get my head around it at the time paying that much money. And so we're in the lower, lower bowl just next to the club seats. And I got to tell you, we left at halftime. This last game, and no, not because the Raiders were getting smoked. If they were winning, if the if the they score sure if the score was flip flopped, we would have done the same thing. But I got to tell you, those football games are no place to take a kid, and that sucks because we're in my section. I am surrounded by people that number one look, and I am not an elitist. I, I'm not an elite person, but. I, I am super prejudiced against absolute stupidity. Sure. If you act like a jackass, I have right. zero time for you. And everywhere within 25 feet of my seats, it is, ja- it is drunken, hammered jackassville. It is everything you've ever read about Raiders fans negatively are sitting around me. You know what's such a weird thing about the Raiders? It, even when they were in Oakland, they were like the 12th most violent stadium. That means there's 11 more stadiums that you don't hear about. The Raiders have done such a poor job of, of image management 
that what happens is they seem to be the worst fans, but you go to an Eagles game. No, or well, okay, well, Giants okay, game. well, again, again, okay. All right, my my seats are on the visitor side, which is one thing. So we do have a hodgepodge of opposing fans, which I think makes it worse because these opposing fans come to town. And like Scott said, it the best because when we left at halftime, Scott, who's sitting up in the nosebleeds, was like, "Oh, kind of come down your seats." Yeah, you should knock yourself out. We would have come down too. Oh, that's a good point. I was like, <laughs> I was like, knock yourself. Well, I, I thought you were still sunning yourself in yeah. the Grand Isles, no, my friend. I got you. Um, yeah, but no, no. So, so I, you know, I tell Scott, I'm like, I'm like, bro, you can come down and within 10 minutes he's texting me like bro what is with these that's, seats that's strange because like, what in the our world section i sat beside two guys from saskatchewan and no, then two, bro. I, I only have two seats so it's caitlin and i two guys beside me were two of the nicest human beings alive they refurbish hot tubs and one is you know he's uh, got a construction company in, in warman saskatchewan where my cousin that just so happens to be a cop yeah. And then the two people beside us, one was a Kansas City Chief fan. He was like shaking my hand and asking me about, oh, yeah, yeah. nicest uh, human being. No, the, every game, every game in my <laughs> section. You want to Dude, every yeah. game in my section. No, no, no. These guys, it, it, is, it is drunken, idiotic Raiders fans fighting with drunken, idiotic, whoever the other fans are. Oh, I hate and that. I, and I'm telling you, because these people down, and, and I think it's, I don't know if it's the price point of my seats. Like, they're not the nicest ones, but they're pretty close and maybe economical on the secondhand market. So people are like, oh, I'm going to, you know, even though I'm an idiot oh, wow. and I'm yeah. going to get so drunk I can't see and probably violate my parole to go to this game, I'm going to go all in on these, on these tickets. Wow. And it is horrendous. And to the point where, like, I, it's not appropriate for my kids. It's not. I mean, look, we don't, we're not teetotalers on the air here, but I don't talk like this in front of my kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm damn sure I do. I do. Well, and, I, I my hand, and, and I'm damn sure not falling down hammer time in front of no, my kids no, no, or no. picking fights with other people oh, around yeah, that. That's and, and, and I mean, dude, it has been relentless. So I tell my wife, we are done. I'm just going to sell. I put every single ticket I have for the rest of the season up. We're not, I'm never, ever going again unless it's in the box if i'm in a box with somebody i'll go other than that i am never ever doing that again really because i don't want to go without my kids because I, I it was for the kids so can you sell your license Nah, i'm gonna well here's the thing i'm here's what i'm gonna do now so this is a bad year because you have to have the clear thing yeah. to get into the stadium i don't know what's going to happen there so when that's done even though that's a joke. Yeah. I mean, literally, here's a news flash, Las Vegas. All you got to do is take a screenshot and Not like anymore. literally photo. No, 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 no. We'll talk off the air because I, I actually can't talk about this. All right. Well, I'm just saying what I see is like they just glance at your phone. Yeah. But, you could literally, I'll, you could. I'm, I'm talking right now to Raiders Council. Okay. Well, I'm just about, saying. About an issue. All right. Well, all I'm saying is. Not involving me. Okay. That's fine. But you could <laughs> literally just walk by, show them your phone, and, and it doesn't matter. But uh, you don't want to give up I your actually, licensing. They'll, they'll be, they'll yeah, always no, no. spend money. Well, no, here's, what, I, here's what I'm going to do. So, yeah. so next year, hopefully, it's a little bit back to normal when, you know, an even greater supply of drunken morons can buy my tickets. Yep. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going well, I'm I'm to treat it like an investment. I'm, like, I'm going to say, what's the cap rate? The PSLs for my seats were, what am I at? 50000 for the PSLs. So that's the, that's the, that's the cost yeah. to own the tickets. Yeah. So if I can get a decent cap rate return on my 50,000, then I'll keep it. You can, Which you will. Sure. It'll be fine. I think yeah. I'll be fine. Um, that's all, but that's, that's my, I don't even remember what we were talking about before I went off on my tangent. Do, on that. Do, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> I think us having <laughs> such a great hockey, 
I think people, great, hockey great. just took off here. It did. You know, I hockey's the greatest sport, love. and but it doesn't attract the NFL, the NBA no. crowd, and it kind of forced people to because it was like, hey, let's take no, let's I just, take I, control of your pride in Vegas, and they saw how great it is. No, here, here's I've what never it, heard. Here, here's argument. what it is, man. Here's what it is, man. I, I, no excuse for the behavior of the Raiders fans around us. No excuse for that. Other than it's their that is their Friday night, I guess. But the fans from out of town come in, and Scott said it the best. He goes, everybody that was sitting around you from the other team, it was like their first night in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're like, we're in Vegas, we're just like, let's go. And they've probably been drinking since Wednesday. And, so it was, I get, it was I, Chiefs fans, John. Just say it was Chiefs fans. No, no, no. It, no, 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 no. It's been both. It, it's been, it's yeah. been all of them. But, but here's the problem. It takes two to tango. And I, I am more irritated in most cases at those games I'm more irritated by the Raiders fans around me than I am with yeah, the Chiefs. Fans. You know, I, 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 I kind of have a really, with the exception of the Eagles fans, they're pretty. I'm a brutal. bit of a, uh, I'm a bit precious when it comes to that. When I have fans in my stadium, I don't care what it is, Golden Knights, mm -hmm. Raiders, I have tickets to both. Mm -hmm. I try to be extra welcoming. To so do other I. Teams oh my God, so do I. And here's why: because it's like if you come in, right, you're an ambassador. People, people underestimate the value of sports. Sports become a representation of your city to people oh, that don't understand what your city is. And we I, live in a particularly weird city that everybody thinks they can come here and that I don't get up for uh, go to the gym and go yeah. to work every morning. Okay, two million people in this town, and the one way we got to start reaching out to the public world outside of the strip, ironically on the strip, the sports was through right. sports. Hmm? So now we're doing that. Well, don't be that jackass I, that dude, is doing. The things that Vegas is known for. Go the other way. I, Try to I'm, make an example of you in a good the way. The problem is, I think a lot of the Raiders fans that come in and act Vegas. like a jackass not don't Vegas. live in Las Vegas. Yeah. That, I was talking to a bunch of people they don't from Alameda live County. Here. They're Oakland they fans, don't live they're LA here. fans. They're coming into this town. So we can't really... That's going to die off, I think. Let that's me ask a question. Oh, no. Let me ask an honest question. It won't. If you could go back in time right now. And I'll put the Chargers on the table. I'll put the Raiders on the table. You still take the Raiders? So here's a weird thing. I was a, Raider, I was a diehard Raiders fan as a kid because I love Bo Jackson. Okay. But when it was coming around, I was like, I really would love it to be the Chargers because I love Justin Herbert. Chargers. I, I love San Diego's a great town. I went yeah. to, I did it's half a chiller. Of my, yeah. yeah. But uh, Chargers everybody don't have would, a reputation. Everybody be so relaxed. You could be eating like fish tacos. Team. Yeah. It could be, be great. Like a new, but Raiders carries with it oh, God. an interesting NFL tradition. It really does. Yeah. It carries with it a strong NFL tradition, but not always of the best thing. We have the cheap, we have the poorest owner. Yeah. Okay. We have all of these situations. They want them out. We, we've had a coach that has been, you know, f uh, uh, forced to resign or whatever. We had a guy who just, murdered a girl with his car yeah we have another guy who's threatening his ex yeah. threatening women with guns it has just been such a bad first like year where yeah. people are allowed in the stadium yeah no so, it, it's 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 been dreadful but again back to your point about the knights i i take such pride right. in my city and the fact and i ask the same question to everybody that is an opposing everybody's an opposing team person that sits around us right it, it, at night's game i always ask him the same question which is this? I asked them, and I and I want to know because I really want to hear this because I actually, as a fan, take pride in this. I asked them, "Is this the best experience in the NHL?" Invariably, yeah. yes. And they all always say yes. If you go to a if you go to an NFL NHL game in another city, it's a guy in Oregon. It's trash. It's a trash experience. It's fun to watch hockey, but it's it's lame. The Vegas Golden Knights is like a show. It's a show. Yeah. And and we've done such a great job, and we've been so lucky to have a team that was so good from the beginning. And it happened at a time 
that was historically very dark in our city's history. So it's you go from that to the Raiders. I, I can see the frustration. I love having football in town because it put legitimacy behind my city. I, oh, absolutely. I, 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 wanted, I wanted it so bad because, again, I wanted it to be something that I could do with my family. Yep. And those games are no place to take a kid. And that is a shame. I, I think I, it's yeah. a shame. I, mean, I think it's an will. absolute shame. God. And there's nothing they can do. To change it, maybe it's some growing pains. Maybe no, nah, there's yeah. nothing they can do to change it. Yeah. it, it that, it's a that, fan, it's a fan base. Yeah, that's it. That that's what you're that's what you're going to get. That's how it's going to be. Let's go get as drunk as we absolutely can. Try to fight with the other fans, and just it's going to be an absolute mess. Isn't and that a it, miserable way to do anything? Like when you is. go out oh. anywhere, are you not trying to make friends? Or are you trying to make enemies? No, here's what it is. You know, you know what it is. We've all had this friend. Everybody's had oh, this friend. I, in their yeah, life. Yeah, the wanna the, the wanna wrestle drunk guy. The guy that just gets so drunk, that guy so and you're much. just waiting for him. He gets that look on his face like this. Yeah, if you're if you're watching this on go. YouTube, here it comes. Right, this look. Shark eyes. I'm like, oh, coming. And I you're like, shark oh, eyes. Jesus, dude, are we are we doing this? <laughs> we like, no, we don't want to do this. Like, I stop, don't bro. Put your head through the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel like my entire section at the Raiders game is one to wrestle guy. <laughs> it's shark eye guy. It is. It's one. It's one to wrestle guy. So anyway, I'm, enough about that. Um, <laughs> if you want to buy my Raiders tickets, they're on. For resale, feel free to pick them up and take them off of my oh, hands, um, which is good. So let's get back to this. So we talked about tracking everything. You got to make sure you track everything as you go on. But I'm going to say this, man. The biggest and most important thing when you're starting a business is you got to have a plan. Mm-hmm. You got to have a plan. You got to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you're going to f- plan, fail to plan, plan to fail. Plan to fail. Plan what, to fail. What you, us three, out, we're, we're out one time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I said that. I said the number one way I can tell if, if a company that comes to me to do corporate formation or business planning or whatever, because an attorney, I get a lot of those clients, mm-hmm. said the number one way I can tell if somebody with a new business is going to be successful is whether or not they have a business plan. And, yep. and whether or not they know it, because they'll come to me, the first thing I say is, you put together a business plan and then come back and talk to me. Don't waste a penny. And I do a free consultation, right. 702 Connell. Mm-hmm. If, it's wor- <laughs> if it's worth anything, if it's an idea that I think <laughs> makes sense, I say, hey, go. Do a business plan, and they'll put together a half a page. Be like, okay, I want to sell tacos to this guy or whatever. And it's not a business plan. I want to know your marketing. I want to know what, who, who your competition in the neighborhood is. I want to know how you know much. What? Blah blah blah. Yeah. That's I, hugely important. I yep. just decided. I just decided something right now. Two things. I just decided two things while, while you were saying that, which is this: that you want to which compete is, in a no, 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 no. Which is this is this is what I'm going to do. This is if you are if you are thinking about getting into business, and it doesn't even matter if it's if it's real estate business or not. If you're thinking about getting into business, because this is the most important thing. All right, I'm going to do two things. All right, well, actually, I'm going to do one thing, but it, it kind of goes with something else. You asked me a question earlier, and you said, "What do, do I make time out of my day to help other people and help them do this?" Right, and. My when I said I had to take a break, if you notice, why it's right when we took a break, because my immediate response was, whenever somebody asks me for help in that way, is I go to my least favorite thing on the planet, which is the asshole. Yeah. Now, what is an asshole? You may ask. An asshole is when somebody comes in and says, "Can I pick your brain? Can I have your advice?" And I will lay out a roadmap, and it's not even necessarily sometimes my roadmap. It is just a proven roadmap that has been used by every. Like if you tell me, yeah, it's a recipe. I want to open up. It's it's like essentially you come in and say, "I want to open up a restaurant that serves hamburgers," and I lay out McDonald's operating plan right, for you right, right? essentially you that that proven of a thing and then you go off and do something completely different that is not worth the time to no. invest in it, right? that makes you that makes you an asshole all right it makes you an asshole and when you're an asshole 
I, you get one shot at me, it's done. Now, what I have seen is, if you want people, for example, if you work directly for me on my team, if you work for me on my team, the dialer, right? We have a dialer that goes with our website. It's not even that expensive. I think it's $9 a month. It's part of what plugs into our system. And for whatever reason, I found that if I pay for the dialer, which is nothing, I mean, I've got 15 agents that work on my team, it'd be 150 bucks a month. When I was paying that bill, none of them were using the dialer. Yep. I don't know why, but as soon as I said, all of you guys have to pay the $9 for the dialer, which is nothing considering if they had, like the system that we use would cost them each 300 bucks a month if they even had the system. But just that one piece of it, man, I'm just, I make them pay $9 for the dialer and they all use it. So here's what I'm gonna do. Because I think this is so important, the one page business plan, I'm going to carve out the business planning module from our training portal that I use here at the company. I'm gonna carve it out and I'm gonna put it up um, on its own little entity. And if you want it, if you want to use it, if you want to crack at it, that will give you a real business plan that will help you generate income and keep you on track, you can have access to it. But to protect me from you being an, and protect yourself from being an asshole, I'm going to ask for some stupid amount of money for it, like some small little dinky amount no, of money. Never give twenty a, bucks. Never give a dog whatever. For free. You know that's the number nineteen dollars and ninety five cents for unlimited access to this business plan thing. If you want it, DM me. I will send you a link. But you're going to give me a little bit of money because you're going to take it seriously. You got to give me something. That's it's what just like that's what we're doing. You see kids go in high school, they're worst students ever. But they have to start paying for college and all of a sudden they become doctors and they get serious. It's because <laughs> yeah. they got their money in the game. It's like, well, well why am I paying to do this? No, hundred percent. Well, I'm gonna I'm you know, I'm gonna walk you through a couple of things. It, just a, a little a little taste of what that you need to do with this. But the first thing that any business plan is it has to have that's successful is you've got to have a vision. Like when people go like I when I interview agents or they come here, they're new or they're getting the business in front of help them. I always ask them the same thing. I say, why don't you get in the business? Like, why are you doing this? And if the answer is as simple as, well, I want to make money, you know, well, money's not real. Money doesn't do anything. It's what the money does. So if you don't have a vision for what, you know, where you want to go, well, I want to have five investment properties. I want to have, um, I want to pay for my kid's education. I want to get out of debt. I want to do these things. Yeah. Okay. That's a tangible response mm -hmm. that I can then, I, I, now we got something to work with. I can work with that, right. but you got to give me something tangible, not just money. So having that vision is the, is the most, is the first part of this. And what you need to do is you've got to, like a lot of people are like, I want to be rich. That's what they say. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be that. Okay, cool. Give me a date. <laughs> Let's put a clock on that. I like that. Yeah. Cause if you put a clock on it, now it becomes real because now we have to have a plan to get there. Like if you're going to take off on an airplane and say, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to somewhere in Texas when you're landing. I don't know, sometime. I mean, if I say that, it's fine. If the pilot says that, we got a real problem. <laughs> right? But you know what? That You bring up a really good point. It was that put the timing on it, make it tangible. Well, that's it. Yeah. So it, it's just so funny because you think about it. I'm like, I don't even know if I've ever done it. I don't have a plan. I don't have a thing where, because I'm just doing what I do. Right. You're drifting. <laughs> The drift, no, see, see, but, but, but here, okay. But here's the thing: you're allowed to, you're, okay, you are allowed to drift on occasion because you're drifting successfully. That's right. Okay, but a lot That's of people, enough, a yeah. lot of people drift unsuccessfully. Right. Which is why you need a vision. And if you're starting off on a new venture, like you're settled in right now. Yeah. Your 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 income, your business flow, your right. workflow is pretty much at this point pretty much settled. I'm in. allowed to make this, the decisions I want to make. You're, you're allowed to do what you and, want to do. And you you're do not, have a now, vision. You just don't really I have a yeah. vision, but I don't have it. I want five investment. I don't want five yeah. investment properties. No, no. I'm going to look at investments as they come up. I just, I just bought right. seven the other day. They, right. Well, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. It can be anything. So it's, but what you brought up was another good point. And I keep losing it. 
Um, when people say, I want to be rich, I can almost invariably say, no, you don't. <laughs> a very few people I know that want to be rich are not rich. Yeah. <laughs> you know That's why, how that works? <laughs> I can tell you what you want. I say this to my fucking kids, my wife, to everybody who will listen. This is the number one thing I believe is truer than anything else on the planet Earth. I will tell you what you want by watching what you do. Yeah. yeah. If you tell me you want to be in shape and I look at you and you don't exercise, you don't <laughs> want to be in shape. You theoretically enjoy the, idea the fruits of, being of not doing the thing it yeah. takes to get there. Yeah. But if you want to be rich, you will forego a whole lot of stuff in your behavior. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we talked about this, I think, a, a long time ago. Anybody who wants to be in good shape, everybody knows how to be in good shape. Yeah, it's not a secret how to get out. It's ads. really not a secret. I bet you I could ask, nine or 10 people would tell me, oh, you eat fewer calories, you work out a bit more, unless you have a medical issue, right? Let's be PC yeah. about it. If you want to be rich, I'd say, how do you think you get rich? They go, well, I would have to go to law school or med school, or, you know, become a, a whatever. I go, okay, so why can't you do that? Well, I don't, can you get student loans? Yeah. I don't want to work that hard. Yeah, they don't. They, yeah. They have, they, so I don't want to be rich because being yeah. rich means working hard. It's, it's always yeah. the whole. If it's important to you, it'll get You'll done do it. right. Like, <laughs> I want to have a six pack. I want to get in shape, but I want but to. You can I would go to the store drink, and buy a six pack. I know, though. but I'd rather drink, have cigars, and eat what you want. What I want. Yeah, that means that's, that's what more, you want. That's what well, I want. There's two in things life. that are yeah. conflicting Fair. in life. Yeah, you tell me you want one. Yet you want the other well, one more, then you don't really want that. You know what? I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. And I talk about that on one page business plan, which is which is trying to figure out uh, strategies to get you where you want to go. Right. If they conflict with your values at a core, you're going to fail. Like for example, people that put door, we talked about door knocking earlier. I don't want to like, knock on doors. I have no. never in my no. life put a door knocking on a business plan no. because. Not it's ahead. not something I was going to do. I used to knock no on way. doors my whole time as a kid because that's how we did fundraisers. My dad, yeah. had a, my yep. sister's fundraisers, he would pay me a quarter for chocolate bar and I'd bang on doors Dude. all night. I, no, and no, you, no. And you've I, got I, to okay, do I stuff. Have, I sold the paper door to door. I sold the, yeah. the I sold yeah. the Tallahassee Democrat door to door. I'm not opposed no, to knocking no. on doors if I thought there was value there value. for the time. Yeah. And, when you're, well, when you're, when you're, and you got to get. I was 16 yeah, when I was banging yeah, on those I was doors. Eight, not you got to get out of your comfort zone also, right? Like there's yeah. a difference between something you'll absolutely never do and doing something outside your comfort zone. And you've got to reach outside your comfort zone. Yeah. I don't mean that in any negative no, way, no, but yeah, I'm saying yeah, people that tell me they want something. And then I say, okay, but you spent two hours on Facebook today. Yeah, You, don't you want wanted it. to be on Facebook. You yeah. didn't want to be in shape. No, yeah. you did what you, you wanted you to gotta, do. Real you quick. understand where your own priorities but when lie. But you, when you get back to the vision and you're doing your vision statement, you're putting it tangible. What I do is I say, okay, project yourself to a specific point in the future. I don't care what it is. And describe describe that what your life is like. Right. So if it's my kid's tuition's paid, if it's I have a six pack, if it's whatever it is, you need to pick a time and a date and project yourself to that future. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be definitive. Not like, well, maybe I'll sort of, no, no, no. If you want to have X amount of dollars in the bank, that should be the number. Mm -hmm. If you want to have an investment property, right. that should be written there. And that is the vision. It says, and you write it as on October 31st. And it's so funny. I'll say this here. It's in the course, but yet people fuck this up. I don't know how. Easily. It's, it's the easiest thing to do. And everybody, and I think they fuck it up because they're just scared to actually commit on right. paper to this right. to what they really want. Right. I think that's that's then the challenge. They're they're failing themselves at yeah, that point. Yeah, they, they, it's got to be are. real. Yeah, no and that's it. They just they know once you put something on paper and you see it daily, you know that you're screwing up what you want. But and what, then you then yeah. it's 
eats at you. Is that hot in here? Or it is. No, we're gonna turn. We're gonna turn the air right, down. It, I thought it was hot fever in here. No, like, no, my dude, I, I, I'm hot. We're gonna turn the air down for next one. A medium rare, brother. Well, no, it did get a little hot in here. But Bruce Springsteen's daughter called. No, I'm sitting here like, fuck, that got a little spicy. It's warm in here. But the vision, not just a happy result. Don't project that. But you've also got to be real with yourself as to what happens if you don't do that. Self-awareness. So everybody says like, oh, like let's take six-pack abs. Like, oh, I want to have good abs. Okay, cool. Well, what happens if you do sit on Facebook and eat Oreos every day? Oh. What does your life end up there when you can't chase your kids around because you're so out of shape and so winded? When you have to have a heart procedure at 45 years old. God, those Oreos. That's where I was going to go. But, you know, and everybody's – everybody – a lot of the the motivation people and everything like dream board, dream board, dream board. And to some people, a majority of it is that way. But to some people, that scary board's more important, I think. You know, like put on there that you might be homeless. You might be yeah. fat, you know. Like, yeah, I look at a picture all the time. When I start eating like shit, I look at a picture when I bloomed up 20 pounds. I'm like, oh, fuck, stop. Get back in shape for the next three months. Colt so. said today, he goes, like, he was looking at pictures of himself. He goes, why did you guys never tell me I was fat? And I go, same reason we don't tell you you're bald. Because yeah. <laughs> it's mean. Asshole. It's not it's nice. such an asshole. <laughs> but it is. And that's why I don't like that full shot on me. But no, it was like, no, I sit there and I, I look at it. I no. look at that thing. And I, it, oh. to me, Dreamboards doesn't Dream boards don't do nothing to me, la but just scaring myself into yeah, doing. Yeah, you're motivated by different things. Yeah. Last week, as you weren't here, we gave Colt his own shot. He had a push-in shot. Yeah, I look good from. And all he did the whole time was like stare at himself. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going fucking bald. He, he looked like it looked like it looked like the it looked like at the hockey game the jumbotron when like the person's sitting there and then they they don't know they're on the screen. All of a sudden, they're like. Whoa. <laughs> That's every the shot was worst. Like every idiot, I, every shot. How much they're on their phones? Yeah, oh, every I shot. almost got in a lot of trouble on the jumbotron once. We were sitting there, <laughs> and a Stamos issue. No, one. No? <laughs> I think it was one of the playoffs, like one of the final playoffs or something. I'm there, and uh, I'm telling somebody, "Look at these idiots! Imagine you're just sitting there. There's a guy going ah like this, right? And so I'm doing this to my wife, telling her, can you imagine if the jumbotron and Bam, put my arms down. Bam, I'm on the jumbotron. They try to get you. They get they you. They're they looking. They try, they try to get you. Well, I'm going to talk about one more thing for business planning. Is, well, so that's vision statement. A just just sorry, sorry, real quick. There is a point, though, where through this self-reflection that you're talking about, John, where you're you, going through this stuff, yeah. where you may actually discover things about yourself where you're like, I actually don't care that much about yes. having a Ferrari, Ferrari yes. yep. Instagram, oh. fake. I just really want to have a, a cottage. Yeah. You know what I'm oh. saying? Like, People think they want to be rich, and then oh. they go, what does it take to be rich? What is that like? What do you need to do? Yeah. I don't really want to be that rich. I, I just want this. Oh, my thing yeah. is, get rid of a phone and get me in a mountain yeah. that I don't have to, to talk to anybody. Free, free advice, advice. Get to, Dude, part. I, for, yeah. to, to yeah. this day, the most wealthy thing I've ever done, ever, like the, the, the most thing that made me feel the richest was not having to answer my phone for the whole time we were in Egypt. Isn't that lovely? Did you guys see that these thing scorpions was epically because of the earthquake or something? Earthquake or rain? Have you not seen Here? that? No, in Egypt. No. There's there like going on? Coincidence million. after Chris and John left? Yeah, no, it's like a big, no, it's maybe, a big, it's yeah, killed some people. Maybe we were in a tomb we shouldn't have been in. And maybe that was scorpions. You guys haven't anyone. seen this? Shout out to Brandon Fraser. <laughs> have you guys not seen it? Really? No. Oh, it's a huge thing. We had a scorpion, we had a scorpion in my son's bathroom two nights ago. Oh, maybe, it, maybe it's connected. See? And the, your car trying to kill yourself? There's and my, cars, and my car is trying Christine. to kill us. It is. 
My wife, my wife slammed her door. The same car that claimed the open head wound on me about six weeks ago, my wife accidentally slammed her hand in, in the door trying to not mess with somebody's tailgate at the Raider game and hit her hand so hard it broke her platinum wedding ring in half. And she broke her finger. So now, same car. We're okay. dealing with that, which is five hundred like, people hospitalized from scorpions. Oh uh, stings After storm, it was a storm that brought them Jeez, out. Jeez, we picked a good people. time not to go. And Alfayum. And Alfayum. Yep. So the second part of having of your top line of your of your of your business plan, which is important, is having a mission statement. And a lot of people's mission statements are complete bullshit. <laughs> Just to be honest with you. Oh, they are. What a good mission statement should do is it's, it's, it's your elevator speech as to what you do. I mean, 95 people in real estate, 95% of agents have the same mission statement. Somebody asks them what you do, and they say this. Hey, I'm in real estate. I sell real estate. I sell real estate. That's what I do. Or, it's, it's bullshit, right? It doesn't make any sense. If you want to be... If you want to capture somebody's attention with what you say to them and you're in real estate, you need to develop a mission statement, which is a long time ago in high school journalism, they would teach you the five W's, the who, why, what, when, and where, which made a good news story. Same thing for your mission statement, who you are, what you do, who you do it for, why you do it. That's what you need to do. And a great example of that is Harley Davidson's mission statement, which I'll read, which is this. I don't know if this is still accurate. This was accurate 10 years ago when I wrote this. It says, we ride with our customers and we, we apply this deep connection in every market we serve to create superior value for all of our stakeholders at no point there does it that say we sell changed. motorcycles it doesn't say it, it says we ride with our customers they sell more merch probably than motorcycles yeah, oh, yeah. It, it says nothing about selling motorcycles it says it's talking about they have a deep connection with their with their, with their with stakeholders their, with their, with their not stakeholders. shareholders yeah which is stakeholders which i'm not sure everybody always picks up on no the concept of a stakeholder versus a shareholder mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's very important to almost position yourself, though, in terms of stakeholders. People make that mistake a lot of times. They don't. They consider like their bosses, but they don't think about their clients yeah. or the people yeah. who are in the communities they're serving. Yep, and so, that's why they I, cut I, stupid I stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because they start looking out for the money and not for their no. That's customers. it. Not for their stakeholders. That's it. Well, guys, I hope you picked up a little something today about how to start a business. Again, I, I've decided in mid-stroke here. Um, this is coming up Tuesday today. This will be up tomorrow, Wednesday. So, yeah, we should be able to carve it out by tomorrow. If you want access to my training platform with the one-page business plan, if you want me to train you and teach you how to fill out a plan that's going to be successful and make money, go over to Instagram, follow me there at the John Gafford, and DM me the word plan. Just the word plan. If you DM me that, uh, my team will know to get back to you and send you a link for this thing, and you can get it sorted out. We'll get you in there. Uh, but yeah, if you're thinking about getting real estate or any business, man, this is it's not a real yeah. estate plan. It is a business plan. So yeah. it will help you regardless of what you're doing. Again, want a big thank you to Jessica Springsteen for coming on the show <laughs> earlier today <laughs> and uh, sorting I cult hate out. your sister. <laughs> I'm going to get her. I'm going to. It, oh, her problem big? is that she's got what like Conor McGregor. Yeah, Conor McGregor. Uh, you're not gonna do nothing. You're not gonna do nothing to her. <laughs> oh, I'm going to fuck you. You're not, you're not gonna do nothing. No, I'm going to prank her somehow. I'm oh, just afraid God. to get on her show because I might curse oh, and my, get her in trouble. No, be, so they, I, they have a delay. I think okay, it'll be fine. Good, because they have a delay. Yeah, I'm not well, the best. we're gonna turn the air down in here because it's hot, but then we're gonna turn the heat up for the next episode because we're gonna discuss the 48 laws of power. Check that out. That's going to be good. See you next time. Powerful. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. 
And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. <laughs>